ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this podcast, what we're going to talk about is problematic musicians. All right. So (laughs) I guess I should explain it a little bit. Um, We all have uh, favorite musicians. We have people that we like to listen to for different reasons, sometimes for different seasons. And for whatever reason, if you like music and if you like a specific musician, in some way, shape or form, you either identify with them or you identify with the art or the, in this case, the music in which they created. Now, if you look at it from a broader perspective, you can identify with them in some way, shape or form. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know them or you take on their personality traits or you take on, you know, the things that they talk about or sing about or rap about or whatever the case may be. But there is some level of appreciation for the art that they've created. And in some way, shape or form, we identify with it. And I I guess it's safe to say that about all the artists that we like, that we really, really like. Um, And then there are those artists who create art and their personal lives don't necessarily reflect the music that they've created or the art that they've created or better yet the persona that they've created so in this podcast what i want to talk about is some of our favorite problematic musicians um And this is a touchy subject because I think some people, when certain things happen, you know, we live in cancel culture now, right? Something happens, somebody says something bad or somebody somebody does something bad and we automatically want to cancel it. And, you know, I know that there's also a segment of people that say, hey, look, I don't care about what this person did. I don't care about what they're accused of doing. Just give me the music. Um... And that could be kind of problematic, but I I get it. I understand. Personally, I just can't rock like that. But I think we all have a line that we draw. But everybody just doesn't draw the same line in the sand for every particular artist. And so what I want to talk about is just a couple of artists that come to mind. Um, Let's go back. The Godfather of Soul, James Brown. James Brown is arguably one of the greatest musicians in any form of music um, that you'll ever hear. Uh, While he wasn't someone who could play 15 different instruments, 
the music that he created uh, spawned, you know, generations and generations of listeners. Um, he was the face for a lot of reasons uh, of black people um, in a time where it was really hard for us as a people to stand up. Um, and he was a voice in a lot of ways for black people in a time where black people, black people's voices weren't really being heard. Um, there is a generation of people who grew up listening to James Brown, who revere James Brown, just as if a kid today, the way that they revere LeBron James. I mean, he is Superman to them. Um, and that's the way that he's always going to be looked at to some. Um, James Brown, in a lot of ways, was a key figure and a fixture in rap, what we now know today as hip hop. His music was sampled. I think he's probably the most sampled artist in hip hop ever. Uh, hip hop owes a debt of gratitude to James Brown. Again, James Brown is one of the greatest musicians that we have ever seen, period. But <laughs> James Brown is a problematic musician. James Brown, and it is well documented, so I'm not speaking out of turn when I say this. But James Brown was accused, and I want to say he may have been convicted of domestic violence against his wife. And when I say James Brown beat his wife, I don't just mean like he got into a kerfuffle with his wife. James Brown beat the hell out of his wife, right? Well documented. You got Google, look it up. And it was well known and it was well publicized. And it never got mentioned or it never gets mentioned when James Brown, James Brown name comes up. It just doesn't. Um, and I don't know why. Well, I have my reasons. I I, 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 I have a, a couple of ideas as to why I think that it doesn't get mentioned. One, first and foremost, domestic violence against women, you know, by and large, uh, at least from what I can gather from men, if they don't see it, they don't believe it. And that's not to say that James Brown wife had to come to court you know, looking battered and bruised, and she did. But, you know, men tend to look the other way when it comes to domestic violence. I'm being honest. And I and I don't think I'm shedding any light. I think anybody listening to this knows this, right? But James Brown beat the hell out of his wife. And nobody talks about it. James Brown died, and nobody talked about this. But it's fact. It's not an opinion. It's fact. So where do you draw the line? 
when Papa's Got a Brand New Bag comes on, um, Living in America, uh, I'm Real, <laughs> Get Up Off the Good Foot. I mean, all of his songs, I, I, I could go on and on. When his songs come on, what do you do? Do you think about James Brown, the woman beater? Or do you think about James Brown, the Godfather of Soul? Do you think about the guy who, you know, he used to put the cape on and he just turn it off and throw it away or whatever? Or do you think about the images of his wife being beaten up? Something to think about. It's definitely something to think about. But again, I think we pick and choose when and where we draw the line. And that's just one individual. Kanye West. Kanye West is arguably one of the greatest artists of his era. He is an, he is an incredible producer incredibly talented and Kanye West is a very above average MC he has created some of the greatest hits in generations but Kanye West is a problematic musician, to say the least. Kanye West and his <laughs> political aspirations, if you will, were problematic for a lot of people, myself included. I told y'all before on previous podcasts, uh, I don't really rock with Kanye like that. Did a podcast. Uh, with King Germ, shout out to King Germ from the Frocast podcast, and we talked about the Kanye three P. And it it wasn't up until that point where I actually went back and listened to Kanye's album because I don't listen to Kanye's music anymore. Because politically, Kanye West made statements. He um said stuff like slavery was a choice. <laughs> and then he politically stood next to and sided with Duke you know who Duke is you know fat dude used to be the leader of free world I don't I don't utter his name on my podcast I don't talk about him period but he sided with Duke and then at the last minute in some states Kanye West for the 2020 election ended up on ballots as he made a final run for president. I couldn't believe it. I, I live in the state of Georgia. And when I went to vote, Kanye West's name was on the ballot for president. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Kanye's crazy. I mean, I, I say it all the time. Like, He's got some screws loose. That doesn't take away from the fact that he is a brilliant musician. He has created some of the greatest music that you would 
ever want to hear. I can't rock with him, though. I can't. Y'all can. I just can't. I don't care if Donda comes out. I don't care if Wanda comes out. I don't care if Wakanda comes out. <laughs> I'm not listening to Kanye West's music. I'm not. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. For me, and listen, I don't know what, you know, I don't know who Run is voting for. <laughs> I don't know who Rakim supported in the last election. I don't know if Big Daddy Kane voted for city council. But I just draw the line. I, I mean, we all have a line to draw. I personally, me, 12 Kyle, will not listen to Kanye West's music. I made a conscious effort not to. And I, and I haven't. I haven't listened to any of his albums since the Twisted Dark Fantasy album that you guys swear is dope. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but yeah I'm sorry no nah, I just I just can't I just won't but I that's just where I draw the line um another problematic musician uh Chris Brown <clears throat> Chris Brown extremely talented extremely talented I've heard people say he's this generation's Michael Jackson. I think that's a bit far, but hey, I get it. He can sing, he can dance, he can dance his ass off. He might be one of the best dancers you ever see. Um, live shows are crazy. Um, Chris Brown is that dude. I mean, like you, you cannot deny, you know what he is as a musician. The one thing I can say about Chris Brown, the musician, he is, he is definitely a problematic musician. Yeah. Breezy got issues. I remember, um, you know, hearing run it for the first time and seeing his video. And I was like, okay, this, this kid is kind of nice. And, you know, I, I heard a song or two here today. I'm not going to sit here and, pretend like I was the biggest Chris Brown fan. Um, but then he did a couple of joints that I really, really loved. And I was like, okay, this dude is out of here. And then he started dating Rihanna. And I was like, okay, you know, they make a cute couple. And I don't really get into all the Hollywood couple shit, but, you know, it was just, it was different. And then he beat her up. And the whole world saw the pictures. Bruh, I was done with Chris Brown. I don't care what Rihanna did. I don't care what she said. There was no reason for him to put his hands on her. And the thing that I found to be at that particular time to be even more problematic than when it happened was quite a few of Chris Brown's female fans coming to his defense saying things like well what did she do to him for him to beat her up huh what say what as i said a little earlier you know domestic violence is one of those things where you know if people don't see it they don't necessarily believe it but i mean we 
we saw it. We saw what her face looked like. There was no running away from those pictures. And then she did the, you know, 2020 interview and everything like that and talked about it and stuff like that. And so, you know, Chris Brown was a pariah. I mean, like he couldn't do anything. Rihanna was a rising star and you just did this to her. And so, you know, for a lot of people, you know, they fell off the Chris Brown Brown bandwagon. And I was one of them. I, I mean, I, I wasn't riding hard on the bandwagon, but I just, I, could, I couldn't rock with Chris Brown anymore. I just couldn't. And it wasn't until I think he and Rihanna reconciled as far as, I guess, being friends that I kind of came around again on Chris Brown. I'll, I'll listen to, I won't turn his music off if it comes on. I'll put it like that. I mean, am I buying his albums? No, I'm not. But, you know, still problematic. Because I still can't get those images out of my head. And the only reason why I, I will say that I've come around on Chris Brown is because he has reconciled with Rihanna and they're cool now. But, you know, even since then, he still exhibited some, you know, behavior that's still problematic. Aside from the fact that I think he probably is on drugs. I mean, but that's beside the point. But you get my point. Like, problematic. Problematic. Another problematic musician. Michael Jackson. <laughs> the king of pop. Man, listen. Um, You don't need me to tell you about how dope Michael Jackson is. Michael Jackson is, like I said, just that, the king of pop. I mean, like, if you came up in the 80s like I did, and in the 90s, he was everything. I mean, like, Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jackson would come out on stage and just stand there, and people would pass out. And they'd carry you out the stadium before Mike even blew one note. He was just that bad. And I mean, the hits, I, you don't need me to tell you what Mike's songs are. Um, The videos, all of this stuff. And of course, he did a lot before he left this earth. But Mike was a problematic musician because Michael had allegations of you know, he molested children. Now, Michael Jackson was famously interviewed and asked, you know, he was asked if he let kids sleep in his bed. And he said, of course I let kids sleep in my bed. And I'm like, what? Hold up, Mike. No, you can't say that. But it comes down to, you know, when you look at the facts, do you think he did it? And do you think he settled out of court with these families of these children? Some say that he did, some that he some say that he didn't. Michael Jackson, to my knowledge, never was convicted of anything. But he did settle cases. 
so that makes me ask the question when remember the time comes on are you moving or are you turning it off gotta say when remember the time comes on i'm moving that's like my favorite michael jackson song when butterflies come on i'm singing So where do I draw the line? I don't know. Michael Jackson, that that is a hard line for me to draw. It is, honestly. It really is. I, I, I've, I've done as, as much investigating as I could on the subject, and I haven't seen enough for me to believe that something happened to those kids. I honestly don't think that something happened to those kids. Now, Michael having them in his bed, yeah, that's still problematic. Especially for me as a father, that's still problematic. There's no way in hell I let my kids sleep with Michael Jackson. My kids ain't sleeping with you, period. Nobody. My kids don't even sleep with me. <laughs> I damn sure not letting them sleep with nobody else. But you get my point. And again, this is coming from someone who's a huge Michael Jackson fan. Grew up with him since I was a little boy. And, you know, was a fan up until the time he passed and still a fan to this day. So, you know, I still I, I still rock Thriller. I still, you know, I'm still playing, you know, all of the songs. I'm still jamming in the car. I don't know. Where do you draw the line? I just don't I, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody has that line. Um, And last but not least, man. Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly. Of all the musicians that I named, Robert Kelly might be more talented than everybody that I named on this podcast. He is unequivocally probably the most talented musician of his generation. Hands down, one of the best musicians we've ever seen. No question. If we're just talking music, you cannot deny the man who created I Believe I Can Fly. Can't deny it. You cannot deny the music. But he is extremely problematic. And he's been problematic for years and most people knew it. Yeah, I know, you know, the documentary came out, Surviving R. Kelly, and, you know, all of that stuff happened, and then the wheels got in motion, and, you know, at the time of this recording, he is serving time. And I don't think he's been sentenced yet, so there's a good chance that by the time Robert Kelly gets out of prison, he'll be a really, really old man. But if you look at the allegations and the crimes that he was convicted of committing, he should rot in jail. The stuff that came out on that particular documentary, and I'm, I'm not going to get into it, but you can look it up. The documentary is called Surviving R. Kelly um, a couple of years ago from the time of this recording. Um, sickening. But if you go even further back. And this is where I cut Robert Kelly off. Robert Kelly had a sex tape in which he was having sex with a minor. 
and he infamously pees on the minor, urinates, yellow golden shower. I remember watching that tape. Happened to be going over to one of my boys' house. He had the tape on. When I saw that, I stood up, I pressed stop, and I walked out of the room because I had seen enough. I only saw maybe about maybe a minute and a half of it. Minute, minute and a half. That's all I needed to see. Wasn't entertaining to me. That was child pornography. And I don't do kitty porn. So I was done. I was done. I was like, yo, fuck R. Kelly. And I was done with him at that point. Stopped listening to his music. I remember being in the club. (laughs) I was in the club in the middle of the dance floor. I had one person nice young lady i don't even know who she was she was dancing on my left had another nice young lady dancing on my right we dancing and the dj plays step in the name of love and i walked the hell off that dance floor couldn't do it couldn't do it won't do it wasn't trying to do it i was done been done with him for a long time and yeah, you know, we get, we hear the jokes. Yeah, your body's calling me and all of this stuff like that. We, we knew. Anybody that came up in the 90s that said that they didn't know is a liar. People have revisionist history. They don't want to believe it because they like his music. And to be honest, there is a segment of the population that still feels like this. Well, R. Kelly still makes some dope-ass music. I'm not talking about his music. And, and I get it. I, I get it. There's some people. Maybe you, you who are who are actually listening, that feel like okay, I can separate the music from the man. Maybe you feel that way. Personally, I can't. I won't. Never have. Never will. At least not in this case. I'm sorry. Not sorry. I'm done. Been done. He's dead to me. Been dead to me. Twelve play, incredible album incredible album this podcast here will be the only time you ever hear me mention 12 play because it'll never be reviewed his name will never be mentioned again on this podcast done with him been done i don't necessarily judge people who still rock with him i just can't do it problematic musician so where do we draw the line I think for some people, they want to move the line. And honestly, in this podcast, maybe that's what I'm doing. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me if I am or I'm not. It's just for some, I just, I I can't, I won't. So you're probably asking yourself, okay, well, what's the difference between, you know, Michael Jackson and R. Kelly? To me, they're, they're light years apart. I, I know what I saw on that tape. That was enough for me. And I'm, I'm very empathetic. I didn't see the, the, the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. I didn't need to see it. When I heard everything that was said about it, that, it just confirmed what I already knew, or at least what I thought I knew. And it's unfortunate that it happened to those young ladies. But no, he should rot in jail. And I don't feel sorry for him at all. And I don't listen to his music. You know, 
and it, he's made some jams. It's it's a bunch of stuff that I would love to just throw on and, and play. Can't do it. Won't do it. Refuse to do it. And, you know, are we being hypocritical? I don't know. I don't I really don't have a great answer for that. And I really don't know how to tell you how to feel because I can't really tell you how to feel. I can tell you how I feel. You know, some of these problematic musicians, we have to make a decision. We have to figure out where in which we're going to draw the line. For me, the line is pretty clear. The rest is up for you to decide. That's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.